There's actually this really interesting book called Trillions that talks about that eventually we're going to have trillions of internet connected devices. Like, and we're already starting to see that. Like, everything can can talk to the internet. Like, my yeah. new laundry machine and, and dryer can. Like, I I don't know why. Like, <laughs> Maytag was trying to charge like two dollars a month or something like that for me just to get notifications on my phone that my laundry was done. Hey guys, welcome to Product Explain, a show where we talk about products and the company's history and strategy behind them. I'm your first host, Jeff Lee. And I'm your co-host, Mike Alcazarin. Jeff, do you have any weird habits that you do when you lose stuff? Uh, I think when I lose something, I immediately think about buying a new one. Like, I'm like, oh, it's gone forever. Like, <laughs> I, I'll like frantically look and then I go through this, I go through the, like the, whatever, the seven stages of grief and I'm like, oh, it's likely gone. Oh, I'm likely going to need to buy a new one. There goes however much money. What's the last um, thing you lost? What is the last thing I lost? Mine was uh, a credit card, and that was terrifying. And I immediately called American Express and ordered a new one. And it turns out that it was just in my car because I cleaned my car thoroughly this uh, <laughs> this weekend. So it was all for naught. And it's a huge pain because now I have to go update all my credit cards for everything. <laughs> uh, recently, I bought a bunch of new like Google Chromecasts, like the newer versions. But I don't know where the old ones went. And I just kind of like thought about, well... Maybe they're gone, and I'll just have to buy a new one anyways. <laughs> um, today's show, we're talking about Tile, an American electronics company that makes tracking devices. American. Look at that emphasis American. on that. Yeah. So as Jeff mentioned, Tile is a company that helps you find lost stuff. They have a whole suite of tracking devices. I thought it was pretty cool. You know, it's like it's, I've always wanted to, growing up, if I lost something, I'd be like, oh, I wish I could just like call my keys and figure out where it is. And now we have the technology. You can literally do that. But Tile makes a handful of devices. So the the primary device is called the Mate, M-A-T-E. And it's a small square device that you attach to your key ring and you can literally help find your keys. I think that's one of the most common use cases. Mm -hmm. The second one, which actually just got my father-in-law, was the Slim. And this is about the size of two credit cards just stuck together that you slide into your wallet. I'll pause there though. But Jeff, do you have a wallet still or do you are, are you like the sticker on the back of your phone with all your stuff in it? No, I have a wallet. And actually, it's funny that we're talking about Tile today. I have a wallet with a built-in AirTag holder. Um, hmm. It looks like this. So it's pretty slim. I like like the slim front pocket type wallets. Um, I still put them in my back pocket, but I like them pretty slim. And then um, I used to have a Tile slim, and then I replaced it with a with an AirTag. Oh, so. you premium customer. Look at you. Yeah, I know. Um, the, uh, the third device that Tile makes is called a sticker. And so it's the size of a couple dimes or pennies stacked together. And so the image use case that they used on their website was actually you put the sticker on a remote, which was, you know, I don't know if you remember this, Jeff, but growing up, I would always get yelled at, where'd you put the remote? And it was always like, obviously the last place you looked, but it was like in this weird crevice of the suitcase or not the suitcase, sorry, the uh, the sofa. Um, I don't know what I'm doing putting remotes in suitcases. Maybe that's why my parents couldn't find it, but it was always stuck in the in the couch. So I actually really like that use case to show off like, hey, where's the remote? And then the last product that they make is, I don't know, this is this is this feels like the weakest one. It's basically just labels that are QR codes that you put on stuff. <laughs> that is like super helpful though for luggage. I, I I have to say I have a QR code on my luggage and my wife and I actually recently went to Alaska and one of our bags got lost. I don't know if you know this about Alaska, Jeff, because I had no idea, but when you get on the train, 
they actually check your bag into the hotel. It's like if you're going to Fairbanks, so they're like, oh, yeah, the Alaska Rail Company is just like, we're going to check your bag all the way to your hotel. You stand at the Hilton. It's like, oh, yeah, like there's only one Hilton. So that's where it's going to go. They sent our bag to the wrong hotel. And so they I'm so glad I had that QR code because they actually scanned it and they saw my phone number and they called me and they said, hey, I'm super glad that you had this contact information. Where are you? I don't have you in my system. Um so I do see like this use case for labels of QR codes being on really good for luggage, but I don't really know about anything else. Um, How's that different? Okay, I I hate to play devil's advocate here. How's that different from like putting a phone number on a tag and then putting that on your luggage? You can update it if you're traveling internationally with like a different phone number, which is funny. I actually do do that. I have a Google voice number that I only activate when I'm traveling internationally because mm-hmm. it's just the cheapest way for for minutes or yeah cheapest minutes but i totally hear you where it's like just write the second phone number <laughs> yeah or like put yeah, another this... yeah put another thing on it I, I mean like i think the device itself is nice because it gives you added value which is like you know if you lose it you can ring it or you kind of know gps wise where it was but the qr code is essentially one more step to getting like that email or that phone number or anything anyways so that's yeah. where i'm like not quite sure but yeah Good, good on tile. They probably make good money on it for sure. <laughs> very, very expensive stickers that probably take one cent to make. Talk about comebacks though with QR codes and the pandemic. Oh yeah, like, that was unexpected. That was oh, yeah. very unexpected. Sure. Technology before its time. <laughs> yeah, before the virus. So how do these devices work? So these tile devices are small Bluetooth tracking devices. So they basically have a small Bluetooth radio inside of the device and a battery that's permanent, lasts about three years. And gives you about a 250 feet range. So as long as you're within that 250 foot radius of your lost device, you can use your phone to help you find it. Uh, a fun. I know this is this episode's chock full of tangents, <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, one fun fact about the name Bluetooth. That name actually dates back. Bluetooth the protocol got its name from this Norwegian king. So this king called King Harald Bluetooth Gormson was known for two things. He united Denmark and Norway in in the year 958, but he also had a dead tooth, which was dark blue and gray. And so he had this nickname, Bluetooth. So the company, (laughs) like, so like basically the people that were coming together to build this protocol, Bluetooth, they're like, hey, let's just call it Bluetooth because it's like king. And I actually think that's how it kind of has the- Is it originally from Denmark and Norway? Yeah, it's a good question. I don't know. If I had to guess, like maybe it was because it has heavily- implications with the phone industry i could see a company like nokia Mm. um, which is based in the nordic countries getting having some sort of influence with like the engineers that got sent to the protocol to to go make this but anyways that's how bluetooth got its name not anything to do with tile other than that's just the technology powering (laughs) tile devices but Mm -hmm. to talk about the business model for tile um i I thought it was pretty interesting as as i was diving into this because i just thought of this as and I know you're going to get into the history later. I also didn't realize that they were acquired, but spoiler alert for your your history section, Jeff. <laughs> but what I found interesting is I was only expecting Tile to be a hardware company, you know, and that's the simplest one where you basically make a widget and add a little bit of margin to it. But they also offer subscriptions. There's a couple tiers. So Tile Premium, which gets you some additional premium features, more ever-present tracking and stuff like that. And then there's also Premium Protect, which is interesting. It gives you up to a thousand dollar item reimbursement if Tile can't find your stuff. So it's basically like a an extended insurance policy, which I thought was 
kind of interesting. And then the last one, which was the most exciting to me, was actually something that they call Tile Plus Partners, where they partner with OEMs or consumer electronic manufacturers to essentially put Tile's technology and the brand into that specific product. Oh, so, interesting. So some notable examples are HP laptops come with Tile, or some HP laptops come with Tile embedded into the device. Skull Candy headphones as well. Some of the upper upper tier, more expensive Skull Candy headphones have Tile built in. And then um, a portable speaker company called Nomad Speakers that incorporates Tile into this. So I thought that was really interesting. You know, it's a really nice way to extend the brand and I give you staying power because I think it's pretty simple device and it's also kind of a pain to have like a separate device that you have to put onto your thing to make sure it doesn't get lost. I think they're trying to get around that with their slim is made for a wallet or their mate is made for a keychain or the sticker is like literally a sticker that you put on things. But if you can just have the other manufacturer put a small, you know, tile specific Bluetooth radio in, that's a really interesting win to make sure you have staying power. So yeah, I mean, that's tile in a nutshell with lots of tangents. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's interesting that they're partnering with other people. I wonder if this is because Apple does a great job of keeping everything within the ecosystem. So like Find My iPhone is their technology. Originally, it was like a device related technology for your laptop and your phone to all get interconnected. And then they just kind of extended that to AirTags, um, which I think are more direct competitors to the traditional Tile model. Um, but this seems almost like Tile was competing on the opposite direction, which is like we want to actually put our you know, GPS technology or Bluetooth technology onto devices, uh, but partner with other people to do that. So if like, you know, HP doesn't want to build their own version of Find My, then they can just partner with Tile. So I think that's that's a good play. Um, totally. And definitely like a win-win. One other thing I wanted to comment on in, in terms of Bluetooth was like the main reason why people love using Bluetooth is it's supposedly one of the lowest energy usage technologies. So like you could do things like cellular or Wi-Fi, but they're just, they just consume a lot of energy. And with something like this, you don't want to be charging the tile app or sorry, yeah. the, the tile device or replacing it frequently. So the whole point is that, like Mike said, like up to three years, you don't have to be replacing this device. So that's nice. Uh, Mike, do you have like the old tiles where it was like one time use devices or have you tried the newer tiles where you can replace it with a coin cell battery? No, I am. Um... I've actually never had a tile before. Mm-hmm. I probably should because I lose stuff all the time. <laughs> but I, um, it's funny. Like I, I'll use my dad or my father-in-law for guinea pigging tech features that I want. So like, yeah. I, I just like I said, I got my father-in-law the, the tile slim, and he was like, "Whoa, that's so cool!" Now I know where my wallet is. But I, I don't think that guy, you know, has ever lost his wallet. Um, but <laughs> now, now he, now he has that. Yeah, now <laughs> exactly. I don't know if the, the Kiss Slim, if it has a replaceable battery or not. Um, I think the Slims don't, but the Pros do. Like I said, I eventually swapped to a, an AirTag, which you can replace the battery on. But yeah, let's we can chat more about that in a bit, uh, talking about competitors. But let's move into the history of the product. There's not a lot of stuff here. Founded in 2012 by two folks, Mike Farley and Nick Evans. They actually started this using a crowdfund campaign called Self-Starter, which is like an open version of hmm. Kickstarter to kind of fund the project through pre-orders. Think of like the Tesla model. They actually raised $2.6 million uh, in kind of like the first year through pre-orders by 2013. And their first device is actually launched in 2013. Since then, they have launched a couple different iterations. So in 2015, they added some features to actually help you find your smartphones. This is where you can actually like click on the device and it'll ring your smartphone with, through the app, which is really cool. They added a Tile Sport and a Tile Style. 
in 2017 those are for like more rugged usage like you know they have the you know ipa ipa ipx ipx i think the the waterproof rating um, <laughs> yeah not not the beer rating not the of... beer yeah not the <laughs> yeah. beer rating but the uh, the waterproof rating so that you know if you dropped your keys in water or something you can still try to find it in 2018 a uh, former gopro executive cj prober actually replaced mike farley one of the co-founders the ceo and then more recently in 2021, they were acquired by Life360 for $205 million. Just as an FYI, Life360 has other products around like apps for families to locate one another. So like if you have a young child uh, and hmm. you gave them a phone, you can kind of like know where they are. It's very similar to like Find My iPhone, but for finding your kids. <laughs> but it's just a good way to kind of like make sure everyone's safe, keep track of where people are and things like that. Um, oh, that's interesting. Where like now like 360 can't just find people but it can find things too that's yeah, really devices. interesting yeah they, i guess they're just like think about the uber model where you know their whole business model is moving things uh instead of just moving people now they're like moving people instead of just moving or tracking people instead of just tracking things mike do you remember lojack devices do you know what lojack devices are they're basically like devices you stow away in your car so that if they ever got stolen you'd be able to find them i wonder if that business model is still around because now you can just put a tile in there <laughs> and it's much much cheaper to do that no i um that's actually super interesting uh, i was actually just watching this youtube video this guy casey neistat who's back in new york city for the folks that watch youtube and he had this episode that was very catchy obviously as all youtubers are great at but it was basically like my car got stolen and it was this art project of this people that basically made 20,000 I'm making this number up like thousands of copies of a key to like this old PT cruiser something that could mm-hmm. still be activated with like a non-shipped key mm-hmm. and they mailed this key out to like all these people and I think it was only for like a dollar or it was for free and so this car anyone can use um, huh. and so they basically have a GPS tag and, and this is where like Lojack comes in where they have a GPS tag in the car that you can ping and then it calls you call cell service and you say, Hey, where's this car? And it gives you the GPS coordinates of the car. And then you can go get the car. And if you have a key and you can just get off of it, it, which I I thought that was super interesting. It's kind of like a really fun social experiment. You know, it's this free car that anyone can essentially use for, for a dollar. But yeah, I I think my dad had a, like a low jack in his car, but I think it's, it feels obsolete where it's like my car even has built in cellular service. Mm -hmm. So I can actually, yeah, you know unlock my car from wherever i actually don't know if i can locate it i think i have to pay like extra for that but for unlocking the car i'm assuming it's using the, the cellular technology i actually haven't even thought about how how it works but i'm assuming if i can ping it with a cell service they can figure out where it is and i'm sure that helps me get a lower rate on my insurance <laughs> yeah like teslas have this too obviously where they tell you where the car is um and then separately you can pay for cell service so i don't know if they're intertwined like part of it is like there's GPS, like all, all the cars have it enabled, obviously. And so there's yep. like a GPS level of service. And then the next tier is like actual cell service to like drive uh, Spotify and YouTube and Netflix and stuff like that. But yeah, I think it's like really interesting. I wonder like that technology seems obsolete now, right? Where you can, for a very cheap amount, either throw a tile in there or newer cars have it kind of built in or they're probably going to have it built in moving forward. So I'm kind of wondering where that's at. Yeah. Well, it's, I think it's a good segue for who tile is for and like, this is, I think it's like, uh, it's hard to find like a specific target customer. I think it's obviously for anyone that loses anything, which is everybody loses something. But mm-hmm. thinking more into like the future, it's like 
tile, the physical hardware feels like a stepping stone before you get to this future where there's going to be ubiquitous sensors that are cheap and just everywhere. Like everything is an internet connected thing. There's actually this really interesting book called Trillions that talks about that eventually we're going to have trillions of internet connected devices. Like, and we're already starting to see that. Like everything can can talk to the internet. Like my yeah. new laundry machine and, and dryer can. Like I, I don't know why. Like <laughs> Maytag was trying to charge like $2 a month or something like that for me just to get notifications on my phone that my laundry was done, which is like, I thought, I thought it was like outrageous that they were charging 99 cents. Like if you're going to yeah. put the internet like thing inside of the, you know, the connectivity in the device, just like make that free and like maybe charge me an extra $20 like upfront to have that feature as opposed to get the subscription feature. Cause everyone wants a subscription, but I think we're at this like transition point where we're going to start seeing sensors like into everything. And so that's going to open up like a whole like, you know, suite of new technology. I mean, you're already seeing it with Tile's business model where they're partnering with companies to put their technology into this and just be an aggregator for, you know, kind of like what you were saying of like, now it's like, they're like Uber is like for moving things and Tile is for finding things, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's, I think that's like super, super interesting. And talking about like this internet of things market, I found a report that said, Today, there's about $480 billion globally spent on internet-connected devices, and it's going to grow extremely fast, like a 26.5% compound annual growth rate. So that means by 2029, and however many years that is, six years, six and a half years, it's going to be $2.5 trillion. So it's going to um, just absolutely explode into this this market. And so I don't know if Tile will be around <laughs> like at, at that time, but I think if they can nail their whole, like, hey, like let's be that service for finding things, I think that will be interesting because that will have implications for pretty much everything in your house. Like you could mm-hmm. say like, hey, like where's that can of soup that I just bought? Or, you know, it's like, oh, it it rolled underneath the car, you know, or something stupid like that because the sensor is so cheap. But yeah, I, I couldn't really nail down like who Tile is for, which might be a problem for them. I don't know if you have any thoughts there, Jeff, on like who you see the target customer is there, but I think it's so broad that it's, it's really hard to nail. Yeah, I think... What's interesting is that they are kind of in a space right now where it feels like their time is going to run out at some point where like they're building these devices that's supposed to bridge the gap between dumb devices and smart devices where like you could theoretically, like I could put a tile sticker on my water bottle if I wanted to, but for one reason or the other, yeah, in the future, there will probably be some built-in smart water bottle where it's easy and relatively cheap to kind of build in. Some people will want them for some reason. So, I mean, that, that's extreme, but I mean, there are a lot of items that you probably want to put some sort of tracking device on, especially if they are expensive items. Like right now I have a couple air tags. I moved them around. We were in Europe for a while. So I like had an air tag hidden in my suitcase and that was like, that made me oh, feel better. Cool. I had one. Yeah, it's a good peace of mind. Yeah, I had one hidden in my backpack. So that stuff is like, to me, a really good use of it but in the future you're going to have suitcases that naturally have these sorts of features built in you know and it's because it's going to be cheaper to manufacture and I, so like i wonder like when it's going to when the crossover point is going to be basically like yeah. you're looking at this uptick in i guess like demand for smart devices not everyone wants them but you know to some extent like it's a nice to have and people are going to toss those features in and then you're going to have this like hopefully draw down of expense in terms of how cheap it is to build these devices. I don't know with the chip shortage anymore, but, um, <laughs> but you know, the, the whole thought is that there will be some crossover point where it makes sense to have every single item or a lot of items have kind of built in tracking where tile kind of right now is helping you fill that gap between the supply and the demand. 
Um, totally. So, I, I just can't wait until like RFID chips or like any, it doesn't even matter. Like the radio technology is like, you can put something into like food products. So I know exactly what I have at my house. Like, so when I'm grocery shopping, I don't, like I went to like into like my pantry the other day and I had four mustards. Three of them were expired and I didn't think that mustard expires. So I'm stubborn. And so I was like, oh, this will be fine. It was the most disgusting mustard I've ever tried to taste. And so I <laughs> yeah, had to throw that out. I agree with you. I think having like a pantry tracker or app is a really really big opportunity for someone out there to figure out and i won't be surprised if somebody figures it out at some point actually one thing that i was thinking about is uh, you know those amazon go stores uh where they use a combination jwot (laughs) yeah (laughs) where they use kind of the combination of computer vision and uh you know like a i guess like a mapped out place and then have you been to one I've been to one and I've been to like a competitor, like in an airport where it wasn't an Amazon Go store, but it's using the same technology. So basically for those of you at home, the way it works is that you walk into the store and some way or the other, you can either sign in when you walk in or you can do something through your app, but basically they know you're an Amazon customer. So they have a credit card or some sort of payment on file. And then you walk around and you pick up stuff throughout the store and you walk out. There's no checkout process. And they know what you've picked up by computer vision. Yep. So they have cameras all over and they can see you picked up a candy bar, you picked up a Gatorade bottle, you picked up some toothpaste. Um, it's and the they coolest charge you thing, based man. on Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, it feels it is, like you're stealing. It's such a rush. I love it. It <laughs> does feel like you're stealing. but And then, you know, they send you a bill and basically they're like, oh, does this look right? And you can, you know, you can like refute it if it looks wrong or if there's... But it's amazing because the whole, the whole deal with this is that like they're training their models with real life use. Um, and they're probably not putting very expensive things in the store where they really care about losing like fifteen, twenty dollars anyways if they get if they get it wrong. But you can imagine that as being the future. So imagine that you install a little camera in your pantry and it knows what comes in and what comes out just purely by looking yeah. at it. Actually, I have another side anecdote here, which is my fitness pal, which is a you know nutrient tracking app. They have some of this technology. Usually, you manually enter in the food that you eat to track your calories and macros. Or you can use a barcode scanner. Barcode scanner is probably like the most convenient and highest accuracy. But they also have a, a feature where you can take your camera and point it at the food. And it oh, tells really? you what it's supposed to be. But it's really bad. Like, it's, like, not that <laughs> accurate. Yeah. But you can imagine, right? Like, in the future where if it is good, when computer vision becomes good enough to be able to detect, like, that is a pile of eggs and not... I don't know. Like, a pile of melted cheese. Like, something else that's kind of yellow. It's going to be pretty incredible to be able to do that and you're going to get like pretty decent levels of accuracy with very little effort so i think like that level of tracking is like pretty cool to kind of opine upon uh when it comes to like the future of devices but we're kind of straying away from our original episode here (laughs) which is mostly around just like tracking stuff but just kind of giving you an idea of like where the technology can go and i think like a company like life 360 who's the parent company of tile is probably thinking about stuff like this so some competitors in the at least the you know gps tracking space where they're measuring, I guess, like GPS coordinates (laughs) or distance. We talked about AirTags. I think right now that's probably the biggest competitor. Just Apple has a huge, massive ecosystem of iPhone users, whereas Tile users can be of any ilk, anybody that has a Tile. There's way more Apple users. So if you have an AirTag and you, like I put my luggage somewhere and it gets lost if somebody with an iphone walks by it'll ping it so it doesn't have to be another air tag it can be any any iphone device so that's nice and that's why people are really um attracted to the idea of an air tag over a tile samsung makes their own there's a samsung galaxy smart tag it's probably pretty similar and there's another smaller company called chipolo 
which is a weird name, but uh, Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle. Um, <laughs> but nonetheless, yeah. So like, there's definitely some appetite for this. I do think that like, to your point, Mike, not the way that they have stickers now, but like, if you can get it as thin of, as a sticker, and you could just say, I'm going to put a sticker on this, this, and this, and the technology is built into that sticker thin, like we're talking nanometers thin <laughs> technology, that would be incredible. Because right now it's hard because even the, what do they call Like the, the tile sticker that's like, you know, several pennies thick. It's still an, like, it's yeah, still it's kind burden. of ridiculous. Yeah. yeah like, I, like I saw them put it on a, put it on a passport and it's like three or four times as thick as the passport. So it's like, what's the point? So yeah. Anyways, I, I think that, I think that as they improve that technology, this could be really, really cool, but we're probably a little ways away. Like the, I think the main bottleneck here is like the hardware. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. And it, it's a good first like stepping stone. I'm happy to give my thoughts. I think this is going to get a pretty middling rating for me. Mm-hmm. I think it's a really cool idea. Like I love the idea of being able to find things and I think it makes really good gifts, but I like it's been around for 10 years and I have yet to buy one. So I can't give this, this a super high rating. I'm going to call this a 3.7. I, I think it's just, it's still too clunky. It's like maybe it would work for my keys, but I don't i've never knock on wood i haven't lost my keys in in 10 years um Mm -hmm. because i still have like the same like (laughs) like tag that i've been using or like the same lanyard that i've been using for for 10 years so i just i think it's still like bulky and like the it's the hardware just doesn't make sense what i do like though is that they're starting to partner with companies to put the tech inside of existing hardware like i would love that feature for like name any of the consumer electronic things that i have if it had tracking built in like my samsung phone has that built built in with like the android you know find my phone similar to the apple uh find my phone but i'm just looking around like my office if it was in my headphones like that'd be great like i've never misplaced them like lost them but sometimes i've like i can't find them within my house and like that's Mm -hmm. definitely a pain point but it's like it's not something that i'm willing to spend you know 25 bucks on and then a premium subscription too so but if i was super forgetful i guess like it would make sense for me but i think the last thing i'll mention about this whole like even air tags i think it's there's a lot of controversy around it with stalkers and thieves mm-hmm. where they'll yeah. actually put devices on to, to track, put a device on someone to track them without them knowing. So I think there's a whole like gray area too that we didn't have time to get into to this episode, but we just wanted to call out. So yeah, three, 3.7 for me. Yeah, I'm going to give it basically the same score. I'm going to give it a 3.7. I don't think it's quite enough for me to like consider using it. And I was a tile user and I swapped off of tile to AirTags. I just think that they're a little bit more cleanly built. They've thought more about the product experience. AirTags are really nice because you can pull out your phone and it'll actually give you directions towards the device, which Tile doesn't do to my knowledge. It'll tell you like, oh, go and like walk in this direction. It'll point you an arrow and tell you how far it is, like 10 feet, seven feet, et cetera. So I think that's a really, really awesome experience. And it, that's exactly what you want when you're trying to look for lost items. Um, and then they've even solved that problem that you mentioned, Mike, which is like worrying about people putting devices on you. If a if another air tag follows you for a long time, it'll tell you there's, you know, you have a tag nearby you and it's been following you for the last hour. Um, do you recognize this device? Sometimes you're just like carrying your friend's stuff. Like when we were like in Europe and vacationing that happened, but sometimes it's, you know, you, what you're concerned about is it's somebody else tracking you. So it does let you know. Um, so I think that's really cool. I think that's actually like a really smart way yeah. to kind of make sure that there's some security kind of built in, but yeah, 3.7 for me. 
Awesome. Well, those are our thoughts on Tile. And we want to hear from you, our audience. We've been reaching out to folks on Instagram. People have been reaching out to us via like the Linktree emails as well. But please continue to you know let us know what you thought of the show and how we can improve it. Jeff and I were also spitballing on a season two, which will include some interviews. So if you're interested in that, please don't hesitate to, to reach out to us if you're interested in being on the show. But you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Prodex Podcast. That's P-R-O-D-E-X Podcast. Yeah, and as Mike mentioned, if you like the show, be sure to like us, subscribe on your favorite podcast platforms on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Good Pods, etc. Uh, let us know what products we should review next. Let us know if you want to be on the show, and we'll see you next episode. Mm-hmm.